Hello folks, Tyler here. We're looking to do a big surge on iTunes. We really want to push the old iTunes, you know, get us up the charts a bit, because I know you lot are lovely and supporting all over. Um, so if you fancy it, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, make sure to leave a five-star review and a couple of lovely words as well, just to, uh, you know, help us up a bit more and get that extra bit of support. Thank you very much. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. We're looking through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons Seasons 1-12 to through random episode generation. I'm, of course, your host, Time Crane. Joined with me is, um, I mean, he's resorted to it, folks, like quite a few people. He's gone for the old lockdown trim, so instead of Cal, we've got uh, Zangief here. Um, Cal, how are we doing? Hello, hello. I've joined joined my calls. There'll be links at the end of the show. Um, I shaved. I I Britney six days into lockdown, man. That's what like the lack of the pub does to me. <laughs> uh, I was just getting ready for a haircut, and I did for the, for those. I'll, I'll I'll post it in on the Facebook group, which um, you guys should follow. There's those fun memes posted on there. It's nice. And Cal's Instagram as well. Yes, my Instagram as well. Um, I shaved my hair because I'm 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 a little bit thinning anyway, um, into into like a Mohican. For for you know as a laugh, kind of posted the picture. People kind of were digging it a little bit. It was like actually you know it looks quite good if I'm honest. Like you really pull it off. Um, but at this point, what had happened is I'd already sh- shaved the mohawk off because I'd fucked it up. Um, and I was trying to straight straighten it up a little bit, and then shaved half of it off to the point where I only had a bit of tough oh, no. at the top of my head. So I'm actually full Lex Luthor at the moment. Um, <laughs> everywhere's colder. Um, it's the shortest <laughs> I've been for a long time. When I first shaved my head, it wasn't this short. Um, and my hair's like Velcro as well, funny enough. Um, but apart from that, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Is your niece finding stuff to stick to your head, or have you not got that problem yet? I've uh, I, I've not been seeing her in lockdown, so I've not got that issue. But she, um, I did call her the other day, and she called me uh, Unky Cal Cal Egg, and kept on calling me Cal uh, Cal Egg as well. Um, oh no! Which when she called it me, first time she called it, my sister prompted her to say it, and then she said it ever since. And I'm like, okay, so I'm getting bullied by a two-year-old. Yeah. Like, this is what my life has become. <laughs> And the episode we're going to be reviewing today is The Telltale Head from Season 1, Episode 8, directed by Rich Moore, written by Al Jean, Mike Reese, Sam Simon and Matt Groening, with the original air date being February the 25th, 1990, and the couch gag being, um, it just says in Wikipedia Cow, a repeat of the couch gag from Bart the Genius, so uh, what do they do for the couch gag, if you can remember? Uh, if I remember right, and it's an... Um... Disney Plus hasn't lied to me. They kind of Bart squeezes out of the uh, couch, and then there's a nice little when it, when it's showing the TV. Uh, he falls from from wherever he's been land, uh, where, wherever he's been floating for for the last like twenty seconds. But it's a nice little oh, tiny. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a very very like early one in it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's nice. It's it's it, I I did have a little bit of a. Um, a little, little bit of a giggle when I saw him fall again. I was like, okay, yeah, you got my attention, Simpsons, well done. And uh, as always, um, I'll ask uh, Cal, do you have 
any sort of original memories of this episode or you know anything you particularly remember uh yeah it's it's a very classic episode isn't it really um it's one of it's it's one of the ones what's kind of uh jokingly lovingly referenced in later in later episodes even still now where for example a bird will just fly over uh, fly on the head and it'll just fall off which i was about 90% certain happens at the end of this episode as a kind of like last little gag but it must be just kind of show, uh, a bit of a homage at a later date kind of thing um, oh, when it was like the HD intro, it turned to right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, you know, kind of. <laughs> that is what I meant. Meant there is loads of little homages. Yeah, it's a very famous episode. Um, if you don't recognise the title, you'll get you'll you'll recognise it when we kind of get a little bit further into it. But yeah, it's a it's a nice little episode, really. What about yourself? Definitely one of the stronger episodes in season one. Um, season one's generally quite shaky, as you would expect from any kind of sitcom that's starting up. You know, you know they're building it up and they're going to go on to greatness, or so they would hope. And um, yeah, I didn't get season one. That I didn't start chronologically. I got season three first, and then four, five, then um, one and two. But this one definitely um, stands out to me for the most part. I will say it does get a lot featured a lot. Like um, I'm just thinking now. Do you know in Hit and Run you could knock the statue off its head? <laughs> could you really? I did not. Yeah, know that. you'd get like a little coin for it. That's cool. Um, what was I going to say? Do you know what production number this is? I know obviously it, it, it's, it's a relatively uh, it's episode six, I think. The only reason why I ask is it's, it's kind of the episode where uh, uh. The Simpsons have started kind of getting into its own stride a little bit. Um, like you said, the early ones, you know, the the animation's a bit uh, bit choppy. Um, Storyline is a bit not great. I don't know if this is. I'm gonna have, have to have a look at the other series, uh, rest of the series. But I don't know if it's the first one. What kind of feels very very kind of natural Simpsons kind of thing. Do you mm, know what I mean? It like, does. Yeah. You get a load of first appearances as well, don't you? You I do. This is the first time you see Krusty and definitely Sideshow Bob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as uh, the Bullies, Dolphin and Jimbo and Kearney. Yes. But yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a nice little episode, isn't it, really? We open up this episode with um, Bart and Homer just wandering around the streets at night with the head of Jebediah Springfield away from the statue. And Homer's admitting, you know, he was like Bart, you know. He pulled a few boners in his time. What the hell is this cow? <laughs> <laughs> it, um, have you I, ever heard of that expression before? I thought you were going to say, have you pulled any boners in your time, Carl? <laughs> in my time? Yes, yes, Tyler. I've been single for a while. Of course, I've pulled some boners. Um, yeah, uh, no, it, it. I, I had to double take. If I'm honest, um, I had to rewind it because I was. Uh, uh, watching it on my phone whilst I was at work which I shouldn't have been doing um, and I had to stop it because I had to replay it and then obviously I had to actually do some work but yeah I've never heard that saying in entirety of my life yourself? Now I heard of this expression before but it was from season 3 actually um, I don't know what episode but they have a B-plot where Homer can't stop swearing and fans confront him about it and he's saying you know, we've been made an ass of ourselves in the past, you know, pulled a few boners here and there. It's like, 
oh, this is odd, Flanders. What you've been very dirty, but no, it's like I don't know whether it's a fifties and sixties yeah. blues, and the writers are bringing it in, or it's just like an earnest saying that everyone said in the early nineties. Yeah, I don't think it's early nineties thing. I don't. I don't know if I don't really know. Is about does Bona? I assume Bona trans translates over to America. I'm assuming so. Yeah, well, if you'd be, I don't know, maybe being a right boner or bonehead type, so I want to say it's, you know, 50s and 60s. It's, it sounds like really old school, old world. Homer and Bart, you know, they turn the corner and there's a big bloodthirsty mob there with all the town regulars and they just storm them. They're ready to lynch them and then they get cornered and they end up going to the statue itself and Homer's wanting to sacrifice himself for Bart's wrongdoing there, so... Bart ends up climbing up there whilst Homer holds the head and goes, oh, bloodthirsty mob, I'll let you rip me apart, but just let me tell my story and if you're willing to spare me. And Barney here, I've never heard him like slur this much. This is very, very early Barney. I think they got rid of him going, oh, it's uh, Homer and his kid. And they made him speak in current sentences there, which, I mean, I prefer that, but yeah, he's a lot more typical stereotypically drunk here mm. if you noticed yeah and i think it's it, it's very early animation as well um mm. where where the movement bits uh, are a slightly different color so like the like the muzzle of the mouth is a slightly different yellow when you can tell they're about to speak um, oh, yeah, yeah. very kind of if you ever watched scooby-doo where you know where they were going to go because that door just so happened to be a lot lighter than it used to be <laughs> Yeah, that book's awfully highlighted for that yeah. secret staircase. Yeah. We get a bit of a meta sort of joke here with Barney going, oh, how long is this going to take? And he goes, um, 23 minutes and five seconds, which I want, I'm saying I want to believe this is that's the whole runtime for this episode, Cal. Is it actually? Otherwise, what? Well, I'm just trying to think. Otherwise, why would they stick it in there? I, I assume it is. I, I was, I don't How did you, did you watch it on um, Disney Plus or other... Uh, I watch it through other means. Other but means, that, yeah. But um, I think when I, because I had a look on Disney Plus, because I assumed obviously it's, it's, it's the duration time, but um, it wasn't. It what, it was twenty two minutes at that point. Um, whether or not it's included in um, like adverts and stuff and and, and oh, credits and, and such, then it would have been twenty three minutes. But not to be that that prick, but. It's locked down. I'm not doing anything else for the rest of my life, so <laughs> I have to be this anal about things. Anal? But, that's um, that's one. That, that's <laughs> that's one that misses the cut. <laughs> I'm just, this is what this entire podcast is going to be. What do you think of the episode? I don't know, but people don't say anal as much as they should. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the 2020. Crossy's, oh, all right then, and the crowd indulge him, and we get um, you know, we get a flashback to how this all occurred. We have the family, you know, coming down for Sunday school and such. And, you know, Lisa and Maggie are looking cute and innocent. But straight away, Marge isn't buying it. You know, Bart assumed the position and she finds dice, um, catapults, comic books and that. And she's trying to find Homer as well. But Homer's having an absolute rag over American football. Oh, we don't. Play B. 
being objective for once in your... Ooh. Let's go, Homer. But you don't understand, Marge. I have 50 bucks riding on this game. Don't oh, forget big double you promised me. This isn't gambling, Marge. It's a lead pipe cinch. Here's the kickoff. Mm. Well, it huh? he takes it at the five. And, oh, my, he fumbles. Oh, no. Another touchdown. Oh, come on. Now, I know you're not sports fans, Cal, but um, I've definitely been in this position multiple times with Homer in this like first act and reacting to sports, but have you ever been this sort of you know hard pressed and annoyed over anything on telly? Uh, yeah, of course I have. Um, like like you said, I'm not. It, it's I'm not more. I'm I'm not so much like a team sports fan per se. Um, okay, I watch certain things. You know, I used to watch F1. Um, I used uh, I like I do like my boxing and such like that. Um, but. When I, there's there's nothing better just the thrill or not not there's nothing worse even when the thrill of something you're getting behind of and it's just not going your way. Um, I remember randomly getting really into cr- uh, cricket on the last match of when we won the World Cup um, oh, against New Zealand. It was a good like and it, it all what we were watching is like the equivalent of like the penalty shootout kind of thing with, mm. with New Zealand. Um and it was it was fascinating, and the other reason why I watched it is because because it was England like, <laughs> like and it was it was just absolutely fa- fascinating. You're a, you're a sportsman. Uh, what's it like when Tottenham fail? I tell you what, for the past th- three or five years, I wouldn't know because we've gone on like an upward trajectory. But thankfully, you know, COVID came along at the right time and shut everything down because it was an absolute shite house let me tell you um so yeah i've definitely been homer in this multiple times or even just reached the point where it's getting to a heavy loss and i think right i'll shut it off because i can't deal with such anger and resentment now i don't even have the energy to jump up on my couch let alone you know get really angry with it i think my main re- my main issue with sports and why it, why I, why it never um interested me i think part up to a point, you kind of, you kind of got to get indicted to it, like um, yes. like a cult kind of thing. And if you don't, when you're younger, get forced to watch it, then you don't have any interest in it. And I think that's one of the reasons because my dad was always working away, he never really introduced me to sports, and that's why I never really got on with it. Um, but my main, like my main point is what I never used to get is you'd get football fans who they'd just be like, oh yeah. I I love this guy. This manager's amazing. Um, he's the greatest manager of all time. And then a week later, saying he's 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 worse than fucking Hitler. Like oh, it's incredibly fickle. And then and then and then the very next week, it's the exact same thing with someone else. And it's like, oh yeah, I told you, I told you. But I I used to I used to up to a point, kind of follow it. I guess I'd know who'd win, and I'd know like one or two players for like one of our local teams, just in case I got in. Like I'd bump in, I bumped into someone who didn't know I really watched football. I was just like, oh, it's kind of bullshit my way through it, like IT crowd. Like, oh, did you watch watch the game? Yeah. Oh, can't believe Johnson scored that goal. I thought it was offside. Never watched it. Never had any interest in watching it. And sometimes people engage and like and realize I'm, I have no idea what I'm talking to if they talk to me longer than five minutes <laughs> with this game Homer's watching there he's got 50 bucks on it but the family can have to move they're in the car there but he's got the radio on he's got five live on and you know things are starting to 
sort of pick up a little bit because you know it's where he passes it to the 15 to the 10 make it make it touchdown and then homer gives a little honk of the horn and this has definitely been me and my dad and i coming back from going somewhere on a saturday and we stick five live on like i love the little matching smiles of homer and bart here he is his father and he is his son it's really cute they come out and marge saying well i hope you're not up to all this you know nonsense at sunday school bart and bart um is listening to something on and this is really dating it now what is it a it's a cassette player Por- like no a, it's bigger than a walkman it's a portable uh stereo she says it which was it, it's like a tape deck really like a walkman so even before cds uh, you know yeah do uh, you have the portable cd player yeah uh we used to have a tape tape player as well um i'll be honest i never really used to listen to cds i i think the last cd i've, I've got a few actually i'm looking to look at them um we, we i always used to go to the youtube convert i know um, the last tape we ever bought was one for us, and it was the Bob the Builder one, because it got to the point oh, where wow. they weren't. Uh, it was still on tape and CD, but we had a tape deck in the car, so it was easier. Um, and my, it, my, my, how my sister explains it is this weird point in history where they started like top of the pops and and the charts refused to have um, to to it have like streaming music and downloaded music as part of the charts um so then really weird things like bob builder was was number one. Oh, was that how i wondered why yeah backwards yeah but it's that's the early 2000s man it's like when people say oh you don't because i'm i'm 25 myself and they don't realize i've i and i think you're a little bit older than me aren't you you're you're about 50 um People carry on, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I especially at my age, I, I, I was halfway through the nineties, so I kind of lived through tapes, CDs, Bluetooth, inf- infrared, uh, dial-up. Oh God, infrared! Yeah. Um, and then and going from dial-up to broadband, and then finally, uh, broadband to to um, the new one. What I can't remember what it's called the glass and fiber uh fiber optics and then like not having sky and then having sky and it being like the greatest thing in the entirety of world mm. of the world and such i remember having a lesson about fucking you know google maps like google oh, earth yeah. even because it was like the best thing ever and you could you could go and visit your house um that's it <laughs> but you know it's i yeah and on this long rambling uh statement no, I never had a Walkman. My sister did. She used to have a um, what it called. It wasn't so. After CDs, they want the and it was kind of before streaming really became a thing. Um, there were there were loads of little tester things like you know like how they were Betamax and they were the other one. Yeah, it was the like HD DVD. Yeah, yeah, HD yeah HD DVD and Bluetooth uh, Blu-ray even. Um, there used to be. I can't remember what they were called, but did you ever have a PSP? Yes. So the, it, it was the same disc type as that, but they had music on it, like a mini mini disc player. Oh, it was like mini disc, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They used to have, my, uh, my sister used to have one of them because she thought it was going to be the next thing, and it was cheaper than an iPod. But then obviously iPods just 
fucked it over. I've just Googled a portable CD player at 25 quid. No, no way. Who still needs one like that? I guess old people. I don't know. Marge chucked the person with stereo in the car while Tom was trying to skive off church listening to the game, but Homer gets an idea with his stereo. Um, and before we see what he does with uh, Bart's personal stereo, we get the kids in Sunday school. The This is a great scene here, Cal. Yes, where um, Homer's listening to the game and... It, and... Oh, no. I oh, oh, sorry, the school. Yeah, um... See, I'm, 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 I was raised Catholic myself. We never had it like this. Um, I, I never, well, we never used to go to church. Uh, to be fair, so we never used to go to Sunday school. Um, but this is probably one of my favourite parts of the episode. Will my dog Pepper be there? I'm sorry, but the answer is no. Why not? Because heaven is for people. What about my cat, Snowball? I'm sorry, but the answer is no. Will there be cavemen in heaven? Certainly not. Um, ma'am, what if you're a really good person, but you're in a really, really bad fight, and your leg gets gangrene, and it has to be amputated? Will it be waiting for you in heaven? For the last time, Bart, yes. The ventriloquist goes to heaven, but the dummy doesn't. Oh, 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 me! Bart? What about a robot with a human brain? I don't know. All these questions. Is a little blind faith too much to ask? It is just literally. RE was always my favourite class in, in school. Um, we had oh, to, okay. We had, yeah, either RE or history because I just saw it as like a debate club because you just, you just got to argue stuff all the time. And it was very much similar to this, especially when you're younger, where you're just like, will my dog go to heaven? It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, my teachers were a lot better. They're just like, yeah, everything, everyone goes to heaven. Like, but this is completely no, no animals go to heaven. No, not even uh, dogs. You know, your dog's not going to heaven. Um, your grandpa will do. Pirates won't. But a, a gangrene uh, leg was being amputated. Will do you know that Matt Greenan used to do this with his um, re teacher there? In fact, um, like listening to the commentary and um, did you ever have that um, Bart Simpson's Guide to Life? I think I did. There's a whole two-page spread about um, what questions to ask your RE teacher or your Sunday school teacher, and one of them's like, you know, oh, if God is everywhere, is he watching me when I'm taking a dookie? <laughs> Which he does, because he watches all the time. Ever since, you know, Matt Green just like sticking it to authority figures and that, and to have sort of children rebel, and yeah, just it's, it's really shown in this scene, and it's a right little fun one, especially near the end where she's getting... <laughs> really frustrated you get to see her glasses tipped over and Bart's like I think we've all been there as kids just imagine like oh robots and dinosaurs and so I'll bring those new loves into the question what about a robot with a human brain I don't know nobody knows Can I, is it alright for a little blind faith every now and then so we have um, as you said before Cal um, Homer's snuck in the stereo there and he's listening to it whilst Raven Lovejoy's giving us him and this is my favourite um moment of the episode folks and now i'd like to begin today's sermon which i've entitled gambling the eighth deadly sin today is sunday the lord's day and yet at this very moment millions of americans are not in the lord's house they're in their own house worshiping a false idol professional football oh lord it's a beautiful sunday perfect football weather for this incredible game this game is being brought to you by the good people at Duff Beer. You can't get enough of that wonderful Duff. 
Now, they're lining up for this crucial kick. One final tick of the clock remains. If they win, it will cap an amazing comeback, but it's a 49-yard field goal into the wind. Make it, make it, make it, make the it. Oh, please, 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 it's good! It's good! It's good! It's good to see you all in church. Please be seated, Homer. Yeah, sit down, Homer! Good fluid animation here, especially with sort of, you know, Reverend Lovejoy raises his hands and when he steps back for the, you know, the advertising plug on the radio, you can't get enough of that wonderful duff. And, I mean, Harry Shearer doing the voice of the announcer as well. And, um, yeah, just the uh, payoff and the punchline with um, everyone sort of putting their hands together in prayer as Homer's, you know, wishing for this field goal to go in. And, you know, Holy Toledo, it's good. And he just jumps up. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Shocking everyone. And then, if, I mean, Star was out, you know, it's good to see you all in church and gets his ear clipped by Marge. And, like, when they're leaving as well, I don't think Reverend's... Um, <laughs> None the wiser goes, Homer, I'm glad you were so impassioned. Well, oh, yeah, you're, it's great. <laughs> you did a good job. The family are now making their way back home with Homer, happy with his 50 bucks, and they ask the kids, you know, what did you learn in Sunday school? And, you know, amongst other things, apes can't get into heaven. Now, this is example one in this episode, folks, of um, Homer basically being my dad. And my dad loves um, monkeys there, cow, and I'm very positive he's had this sort of... Um, conversation with me oh no what do you mean those cute little chimpanzees yep oh, i can understand you know those wild apes but you know what about the ones that smoke cigars and um, you know the ones in the pg tips adverts i think i've mentioned this before in another episode um but oh, do you ever watch the ricky gervais show or, uh, yeah it, yeah the um yeah, the monkey monkey news news yes yeah. yeah, it's just very reminiscent of carl and i just like any sort of monkey talk and monkey news as well in fact i think in season two you get to see homer watch like oh it's ape night on the tv and you just get to see all these different ape films lisa Bart, what did you two learn in sunday school today the answers to deep theological questions yeah among other things apes can't get into heaven what those cute little monkeys? That's terrible. Who told you that? Our teacher. I can understand how they wouldn't let in those wild jungle apes. But what about those really smart ones who live among us, who roller skate and smoke cigars? So she said, well, you're saying there aren't any nuts. She yeah. said, but earlier, I saw you put a tray outside the cockpit, right? It had a sandwich on it, two Cokes and two bags of nuts. Right. She said, so you're saying there aren't any, but the pilots get Well, there aren't any now. That was the last two packets. Done. No, no. So Let's go home. <laughs> So she's going, you can't, can't have any of that. We know, we understand that there's a dispute. So, so she said, she said, well, well I'm, I'll go and have a word with the pilot myself, because you only put them out there a few minutes ago. You can't have even them yet. I want you say you can't go over. No, no. I know this is it. This yeah. is, she was saying, you cannot go over. She's going, no. listen, yeah. I'm going to go over, because no, I feel no, like I'm going to lie to. No, you can't. So she goes, so no, and, no and the pilot can well, hear all this in anyway. chat about the nuts and what have you, and he's thinking, what's going on out there? Yeah. He opens the door, Yeah. she gets a glance in, little monkey sat there with headphones. Fucking bollocks. They end up driving past, um, you know, Space Mutants 4 there, and, but, you know, he's excited there, you know, drop me off, but, you know, Marge being the other, you know, present mother saying, no, it's all flesh-eating and scary aliens, no thank you, but Bart's got a way around it, hasn't he, Cal? Uh, he does. He um, asks Bart, obviously, he asks Homer for some cash, <laughs> and yeah, Homer gives him the cash straight away, to be fair. Um 
I like how there's a mutual like understanding that bond. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, boys will be boys, kind of thing. Um, and but however, as he as he's uh, skateboarding towards the cinema, um, he bumps into some classic characters, some classic uh, tertiary characters, some of the bully, bull, uh, bullies, uh, Dolph, Kearney, and Jimbo. Who were trying yeah, to this s- is the introduction to him. Like you said earlier, it's it's the first episode for a lot of characters. Um, to be fair, I've just got a list here: Apu, Krusty, Clown, Sacha, Bob, Jimbo, Dolph, Kearney, Reverend Lovejoy's first ca- uh, episode as well, uh, as well as Miss Albright, the Sunday school teacher. And it's the first episode that mentions Jebediah Springfield. When obviously Bart gets changed and he's on the skateboard and he meets the. You know the naughty kids and the teens and that. I know this just like reeked of the nineties cow. Like you would not see this in today's media. It's like a massive time capsule there with the skateboard and the hey man, nice moves and just like sneaking into a movie theater and ah, uh, it's just gloriously um back in the day. Have you never snuck into a, a cinema? Uh, I have, but obviously it wasn't you know wearing you know bright clothes and all that and. It wasn't for a you know a alien film, but yeah, I've definitely done it the once, and I'm like, I then do it again because I thought, oh, like, what if the cameras seem wearing in reality and haven't worked in you know like minimum wage retail hospitality jobs? Like, no one cares. <laughs> it is. I can't remember who what I was listening to. It might have been a podcast or a show or something, and it it was very much like when you're younger and and you just think whatever you've done. Oh, it was, it was a podcast. Because whatever you've done is like the worst thing in the world, and even though it's absolutely oh, ridiculous, yeah. like uh, how, how it was the Chris Ramsey podcast, and he was saying, you know, I threw something off a balcony, I threw a match off a balcony, and it went on the um, bottom floor. And in my head, I, you know, I kind of expected <laughs> they're going to know exactly that it was a person above. And they know exactly yeah. what they were doing, rather than just thinking, "The fuck's that?" Like, <laughs> it's just kind of like the young fear of overthinking is like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Watch the foundation of this building. <laughs> they 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 understand exactly that it's this Geordie boy who's is uh, one flat above, um, but the, in reality they don't really care. <laughs> like, it's not they don't get paid enough to care. Um, I remember I snuck into snore uh, snore. It was snore. Um, Saw 3D. Um, oh, or was yeah. it Saw 3D? It was one of the Saw films. It wanted, before they kind of took a break and said it was the final chapter um, about seven times. And we how it kind of worked was um, on... Uh, on I can't remember which cinema it were, but you, you still be able to look online, which screens... Uh, well, you can still do it, to be fair. If you look on, uh, on cinema uh, showings and then look at a cinema uh, a, screen, a screening of a film which is similar times they'll show they'll tell you which screen it's in so you just buy a ticket for one just go into the other like that's how i used to get into under uh overage like movies and stuff like that and it wasn't that good i just kind of got a bit bored with it and went to the toilet and then my mate thought it was because it was gory but it wasn't it was just because it was shit but it's all really old women there and i was just like are, are we the right screen <laughs> And I mean, like this is not gone with the wind. What are you doing? Yeah, and I mean, like fucking perms and like imagine an old woman like there was two yeah. of them, like fucking <laughs> golden girls, and we were just and they were just they were loving it. They, they loved every bit of it. It was ridiculous. Bart and the gang they all get kicked out of the cinema there, 
and you know throughout it you get to see Bart getting influenced by the older boys you get to see Ape um, his behaviour there just leaning back into the cinema chair and then they go to the quickie mart there and whilst you know Bart's been quite generous he saved the money from the tickets he was going to buy them all you know three cherry squishies and you know one original flavour but literally as soon as the poo's back is turned like oh, Dolph Jimbo Candy are just filling their pockets and then they just scarper off cow um, and yeah Bart just can't believe that they ripped them all off and just stole everything I mean and I guess I'll lead into my question here like were you ever led astray did you ever try and impress like the naughty kids or you know the older teens and that because I, I definitely did I don't know I think a lot of uh, boys go through that they end up going to um, you know the statue of Jebediah Springfield there and just start throwing rocks at him and Bart saying you know oh come on guys don't do that you know he's the founder of this town you know he killed a bear with his bare hands and did a load of other things but you know the teens aren't that impressed and you know to win favour Bart says yeah well watch me when I hit him between the eyes and he does he cracks the head the statue's head right between the eyes and this <laughs> this um I don't know I guess a little hidden part I'd sort of enjoy looking back at now is this fucking he's not even an old man just this right do-gooder going hey you kids stop doing that you instant little thugs and not like he's literally not like he's gonna do anything and just hey you and his little angry um, shaking of the hand there um Cal did you ever you know try and impress you know the sort of bad kids at school and that because I definitely went through a period I mean you know growing up in a village and that there's only x amount of people to hang out with and those were the people I hung out with, whether, you know, some of them were good or bad, and you just end up doing, you know, stupid things and that, like throwing stuff at cars and that, or, you know, doing little fires in the woods right across from me and that, and I've definitely been through that period where it's like, oh, you know, I don't realise these people aren't nice, you know, they're the only <laughs> they're the only people my age I know, so I guess I'll just stay friends with them. Did you ever deal with anything like that? Yeah, yeah, um... Like you said, it, it it's a part of growing up, really, just to kind of do dumb stuff. And as long as you're not really, really hurting anyone, there's no harm in it whatsoever. It is a part about a part of growing up. Um, the only issue is is, is obviously now there's, there's a lot more cameras and stuff, and you kind of got got to be careful what you said. I think Will Smith said it best when his son started going really weird on Twitter, and he was saying stuff like. Oh, yeah. Um, he went through a weird freight phase where he was just like, "Oh, if babies could speak, they'd be the smartest one out of all of us," and he thought it was really ph- philosophical. And bear in mind, this is the point where Will Smith—it was kind of heavily rumored that he was a Scientologist—and um, they kind of asked him, "What does he think about all this stuff?" And he was just like, "We all said we all said dumb stuff when we were younger. It's just uh, <laughs> we didn't have a platform to kind of look." for it to haunt us when we're older kind of thing yeah that's it it's not trapped yeah exactly so you know careful what you're saying doing shit like that but as long as you're not don't hurt anyone get up to a bit of mischief it's not a you know you've got to get a wild phase out of you we have the boys you know chilling back on the grass there looking up at the clouds and they start to see different shapes in the clouds like um what is it cherry bomb fellow with a knife in his back Flaming school bus, a load of kids in it, and then of course you know, uh, Jebediah Springfield, but without the head. And this is where, you know, the 
Bar gets that seed planted in his head. You know, the bullies are saying, oh, I wish someone would cut his head off. You know, it chews everybody off. And Bart's still trying to defend his saying, guys, you know, that's wrong. You know, he's the founder. And then they all get, you know, like typically like a little lad saying, oh, sorry, didn't know he was your boyfriend. And then they tease him, run him off thinking he was so cool. I like the extra touch of, like, um, Kearney consoling Dolph, like, oh, you are right, honey. <laughs> Just little touches like that is why it makes it stick out in uh, the rest of the season one episodes, Cal. Yeah, definitely. It's the, it's the little tiny things. What what? Just a lot, a lot, a lot sweeter, really. Bart gets this idea in his head there, but you know, Homer's thinking they're back at home now, and Homer's thinking what to do with his fifty bucks, and he's going to spend it on a bowling ball, like the stealth bowler with a liquid center, and he's getting so easily impressed with these bowling balls. But he has Bart come in and say. No, he wants to ask him an honest question. Can I talk to you about something? Sure, boy. What's on your mind? Well, I was wondering, how important is it to be popular? I'm glad you asked, son. Being popular is the most important thing in the world. So, like, sometimes you could do stuff that you think is pretty bad so other kids will like you better? You're not talking about killing anyone, are you? No. Are you? No. Then run along, you little scamp. A boy without mischief is like a bowling ball without a liquid center. Homer's... God bless him, he means well, but he can be thick as shit sometimes, Cal. And this this is one thing what's happened, and I think late, later on when, when we get to it, um, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite kind of... Uh, favorite parts of it and kind of shows that deep down even even though home is a bit of an idiot he's, he's still a good dad and he kind of he kind of covers for him a little bit um when when things don't really plan out um you know it's something what i've done where where i've been pissed off at someone for doing something he's like well who the fuck did you do that why did you do that it's just like well you you did it it's just like oh yeah yeah like no it's fine don't worry <laughs> like you know, it's, it, you're misunderstood, it's fine. Bart is, you know, he's ready to do the task, if you will. You know, it's the middle of the night, he just stops his alarm dead in his tracks. And I really like this, Cal. I like seeing characters not in their normal costumes and their normal, um, yeah, their normal clothes. They're like, had the family all in the Sunday attire. I like that. I like um, what I like to christen here, Ninja Gaiden Bart here. It's just fantastic. He's all in black there. He moves stealthily through the night there. And in fact, the um, like I like the way he just sort of silences the cat, pops him out the window, and he runs off. And even the little um, bit of music when he's running through the streets under the cover of darkness, it's very NES there. So it gave me a lot of the Ninja Gaiden vibes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was always one of my favorite. I think you can play as a ninja on um, Hit and Run, can't you? You can, yes. Ah, so they did feature it. Brilliant. Yeah, we have Bart. You know, he gets his little coping sore out. You see a bit of glimmer among the lights with it off the blade and then he goes to saw it and you just hear the big great foley as well and then as soon as the head drops like instant regret what have i done and now he's having to live with his consequences now cal as we enter um, act three we get a nice reference as well don't we cal as soon as bart wakes up the head of jebediah is there looking at him you know scarily um I'm guessing you know what film is. I don't have to ask you, Cal. Uh, yeah, it's Goodfellas. I'm joking, it's Godfellas. <laughs> but struck him with guilt. You know, he's going to have to get this out of the house somehow. Whilst Homer's looking at different bowling balls, including one that will send your pins to Valhalla, which I think he actually believes. Bart is um, you know, carrying his 
the head in the bag there, a big clunk as he pops it down, and they have a break in, you know, bit of radio news bulletin there, and the this newsreader, right, Cal, with in all honesty, would uh, you know getting this you know beheaded statue, would it make, you know, I guess it would make local news, but would it make national news? Would it actually have what newsreaders crying over the? Radio saying, you know, the, the beloved town leader and that, and not even been able to finish the sentence. Uh, I don't think it'd make national news. Like I, think, uh, I think the idea is it is just local news where they've gone kind of a little bit sad and such like that. But I don't know if you've ever watched local news. It's it's about as, as tribe as that. Like, it's very on, on to it. I remember watching one, um, our, our, our local one, uh, the BBC one's called Look North. Um, and it's for the entirety of Yorkshire, but kind of biased towards Leeds quite a lot, so which kind of oh, pisses yeah. off everyone in Sheffield and, and kind of certifies this town rivalry like we have with Shell, you know, yeah. Springfield Shell, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I remember once watching it, and it was just literally you could tell it was a slow news day because one of the head stories was about a man who takes his pet duck to the pub and the, the duck has beer. And that was literally one of the leading stories in the <laughs> on the news program. It was so ridiculous. Oh, wow. It's and that like I like watching videos on like YouTube, especially at American local news because that seems to be more more weirder. Um, there's a good Facebook group. Um, potentially it might be a Reddit thing as well. Um, called Angry Local uh, News Stories, and it's just it's kind of like from local papers and such like that. Where oh, is it like those you get like a seventy-year-old complaining about the car parking in the town centre? Yeah, yeah, but it's just kind of daft ones where it's just like old man posts letters into dog shit box for for seven years <laughs> before realizing it was wasn't a letter box, and uh, they actually parried. That's a real one, and they parried it on um, Afterlife, the new G- the Ricky Gervais thing. Uh, oh right, I've not seen the second series yet. Yeah, there's a bit of a cutaway gag towards it but it legitimately was a story uh, <laughs> um but yeah i i don't know i i love hate local news because it's so ridiculous um one what happened what i, I tell you a, i tell a story actually of what became originally was a local news uh kind of local news ish but it kind of got blown up into national news um was a PM in the Houses of Parliament years ago, uh, or the House of Lords, one of the two, I think it was Parliament, um, kind of said how, was talking about um, copyrights and copyrighted logos, um, and then how, how certain things are, are unintentionally, unintentionally inspired by others, um, and they don't really notice it, you know, it just happens to come out at the same time or whatever, but uh, one thing is they they said uh, Henderson's Relish which is a local relish in Sheffield Yorkshire sauce they call it fantastic sauce was a rip off yes. of it's a, it's a staple of Sheffield if you ever do come to my fair city or Yorkshire please do treat yourself it goes with absolutely everything um, and I'm not lying I'm uh, as as a, a tourist of my my fair town from time to time I think you'll agree it does go with everything Tyler oh it's beautiful um, yeah. goes on chips goes in sauces you know like pasta sauces goes in stews makes gravy fantastic burritos, yeah. burritos it's you know it's great and it's a very and we're very very passionate about it um, 
but he said it was a rip-off of Liam Perrins, which is a Worcestershire sauce, um, which is a very, very dagger to my heart, and my blood's kind of boiling a little bit thinking about it, um, because people who've never had Henderson's say it's just a rip-off of, of Worcestershire sauce, which it's not. It tastes different. And if you ever ask, there's like interviews where people are interviewing... Um, you know, like famous bands and stuff. For example, Reverend and the Makers, they were um, they were on British TV morning uh, morning news, and they were just like, "Oh, so what, what's this sentence? Is it just like what's this show?" And they both went, "No, no, it's nothing like it." My friend from uh, universe uh, who uh, go, she said she's from Wales. She's not from Wales. Always said it was like it was just like what's this sauce? And I was like, "You haven't tried it. Try it." And then she didn't tell me straight away because she knew it. Uh, because she knew I was right. It's a superior sauce. So this politician scumbag cunt, yes, it's my third of the show, <laughs> said it was uh, it was a rip off of Henderson's. Kick every for, and it was literally it wasn't on like prime minister's questions or anything like that. It was it just so happened it went on uh, it went viral around Sheffield and Yorkshire wanted to fucking lynch this guy because they were just like you, you know you don't know it's a, you're just being a southern softy and all this rubbish come up we're gonna and then the mayor of sheffield invited him up with nick clegg who claims he's from sheffield but he's not he's just come back um to come and have pie and chips and with henderson's and then he finally but he released an apology and said oh, wow. <laughs> but it was a massive thing for weeks <laughs> like it was like they were in, interviewing people in local pubs in local cafes in like on the street saying is it the same and everyone was saying no it's not it's disgusting that he thinks it is but it was i can't remember what it was, it was like 2011 or 2012 or something like that pushing 10 day 10 years ago but that's my favorite local news story we got so angry about some of what probably wouldn't actually have you know <laughs> well she isn't important pre-Brexit days, man, like, they were the best. Throughout the town, you know, the town's heartbroken there, you have, you know, Mo trying to rally the people in his bar, and Barney with a nice little joke here, you know, oh, give me a beer, Mo, make sure it's head on it, and just, Mo starts bawling, he can't really contain it. We go to um the retirement home, and example two of my dad coming through in this episode there, my dad absolutely will find a horrible, you know, dish out like the death penalty to you know people who are you know revving their car too loudly or you know road work so that like he just wants <laughs> instant um karma and instant punishment for the most like minor of inconveniences much like the pensioners than the retirement home everyone just gets angry like it it's like when they this i'm reading about it now i'm sorry about oh, it it's boiled my blood man this fucking guy jim dowd i'm he, he rubbish. He, he he struck a chord, man. Bart ends up finding the bullies there, you know, in the park, and he goes, "Oh, yo, what's up, gents?" And they go, "Oh, we'd like to meet the guy who cut off the head of Jebediah Springfield." Bart sees this as a chance, goes, sends it the bag, and then the bullies just go, "Yeah, we'd pound his stupid little face in there." And Bart, you know, he calls him on it, saying, "You know, wait, didn't you guys say it'd be really cool? Someone did that. Yo, that was just cloud talk, man. Just." Very Mark Corrigan, very peaching. That was just pub talk. You don't bring up pub talk and cloud talk in the cold light of day. And it turns out the bullies were just being fickle like a lot of dicks. Young they boys they were just being are. dicks. <laughs> they were, yeah. 
you know, they wouldn't they even dare do that with somebody who iced a bear with his bare hands. But Bart, you know, his conscience is playing on now, and that comes to form in the with the actual head of Jebediah Stringfield talking to him uh, through his mind, very much like the telltale heart and the heart um, beating so loud through the floorboards. Bart ends up bringing this head around. They go past the scene of the crime, and Jebediah's narrating, saying, "You know, now you try to be so." cool and now you're the most hated boy in the whole town and we get uh again another nice little moment here you know burns notices it as bart walks through saying oh the boy seems rattled ah can you blame him no i can't and then um i'm not one for toilet humor and a lot of bodily sounds in comedy but i do appreciate a good like nose blown a good nose blowing sound effect there and just you know here sir blow into this <laughs> it's just yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, um, Curse of the Were-Rabbit does a good one as well when um, Wallace is transforming and he's just trying to keep it together and there's a big nose blown a raspberry. Yeah, I, I just like the, that silly little noise. Bart gets home there, you know, he just wants to you know, quickly bury this evidence, you know, carry on with his life. And we get a nice debut here from Krusty, like, into this series. Not for the podcast, but for the series itself. And he's just laying down the law saying, someone's committed an atrocity. And, you know, just rat on your parents, snitch on anyone, because you get a free slide whistle from Sideshow Bob there. He's really going to stick it to him here. Bart ends up digging a hole there, and they're physically starting to talk to him now, saying, you know, bravery just doesn't have to come from found in a town or fighting a bear. You know, it could be a little boy admitting to a mistake. And Bart goes to throw the head in, and then he realises, ah, I've got to come clean. Now, Cal, is this genuine bravery is this just for the sake of this episode because i know i mean it's not like he um you know ratted in on someone or said like oh you know the bodies are buried here there and he becomes a hero and brave because that no he committed a crime and now he's telling everyone this i don't know would you call it bravery uh yeah you know end of the day he's a kid like you've got you've got a kind of give kids the benefit of the doubt of just being an idiot from time to time. Um, obviously, if they continue doing it, lynch him. But if, you know, yeah, I think, I think yeah, and, you know, there's no harm done. They kind of fix everything, so it's all fine. Bart brings the head into the living room where the family are watching a, like, a documentary or TV movie on Jebediah Springfield with multiple middle names. Uh, Cal, can you give me one of the middle names? Oh, um, I knew you were going to ask this. Is it Jebediah Debediah or something like that? I know they all rhyme. Uh, Jed, there's Jedediah, Obadiah, Zachariah. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. And like, oh, it's brilliant. It's so shoddy. And it's a shame they didn't bring in Phil Hartman just yet. Like, you know, maybe a season earlier. Because this has got him written all over it. Like the shoddy bear costume. The bear gets judo thrown as well. <laughs> That's what I love about the seventies and stuff. Like, or because judo was big, it was big in big, everything. Yeah, big, <laughs> 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 fucking Kurt in, in the twenty third century is just judo chopping aliens and shit like that. I love it. Jebediah, Obadiah, Zachariah, Jedediah Springfield came west in eighteen thirty eight. Along the way, he met a ferocious bear and killed him with his bare hands. That's B A R E hands. Although modern historians recently uncovered evidence that the bear, in fact, probably killed him. The family are horrified. They see their head in the hands, but 
Homer, like, I don't know, any sort of father, I knew it all along. He's just guilty. You know, why did you do that? Oh, because, you know, someone said being popular was the most important thing in the world. Marge can't believe it, but Homer's trying to wriggle off the hook and that, you know, the boy's just misguided. is not, you know, and, you know, just catches on, you know, Homer, have you got something to do with it? Uh, maybe, and Homer, you know, he's going to have to deal with this shit as well. So they go to take it to the proper authorities now. And we've looped back now, you know, we're back to the back to the bonus line, we're back to the lynch mob chase and literally Krusty going, we know this part, and we just cut in and we're back to the present day, Cal, and uh, how, how does this get resolved? What did the lynch mob do? They just kind of, they kind of understand now, they understand, you know, that boys will be boys kind of thing. Um, am I right? I've, I've heard a couple yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bart seem to have won them over, he's chill them out they don't feel like killing anyone. yes that's it that's it and if you still want to tear apart this young sunday school student as he stands on the brink of salvation i await your wrath Aww. somehow i don't feel like killing anymore neither do i forgive me sir no problem Mark. look it's glorious it's beautiful man I love you, Smithers. The feeling is more than mutual, sir. Woo! Good going, son. But remember, most lynch mobs aren't this nice. They start crying as well, if I remember yeah, right. That's beautiful. Um, by the beauty of the story, um, they kind of start, uh, you know, they decide to put her head back onto the, um, onto the statue, which just happens to fit perfectly yeah uh, that's another little thing you know um but and then you know they all start cheering and and it just kind of fades fades to black there and it's all everything's right again back in sheffield in springfield sorry you tell them still <laughs> it's all right i'm sure they'll restore the original hendo's location soon enough cal i'm very i'm very very i'm very passionate about this as you can see so there we have it. That is the um, end of this episode. And as I always say, Cal, uh, could you give me your final thoughts and you know how you rate in this early episode in this you know origin season? Um, yeah, I think it's 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 just a classic episode, really. Um, it, I think I was a little bit pleasantly surprised. It runs nicely. Um, there's a few obviously um, good jokes, a few things that don't really. Uh, add up as much anymore um, for, such as the boner situation I tried looking for, for other sayings I couldn't find like I, I don't I couldn't find any if I were honest and I kind of gave up looking um, what don't really work but overall it's a nice little episode it's it's you know it's got a few funny jokes uh, a few little cutaways with obviously the um, church and and um, and, and you, you know overall very nice sweet episode i'm gonna have to give it a three out of five headless statues i thought you were gonna go for three out of five henderson sauce bottles but i suppose that's your irl rating and the in springfield rating would be your head yeah headless statues i like it don't fucking joke about this tyler it's a very serious thing I'm going to have to go down a bottle now. Uh, for myself, um, it's a very solid episode. It's one of the best in um, season one. It's not my personal best of season one, but it's definitely up there. You know, It's juggling between 
one, two, three. They're still working out the kinks. It's still very 90s in parts. It's a little outdated. You can see bits and pieces of the character designs. I haven't been fully fleshed out yet, but it is funny. It is sweet in moments, and I saw a lot of myself in Bart throughout this episode and growing up, and yeah, it really resonated with me. So with that, I'm also going to give it three out of five, but I'm going to give it um, three out of five stolen squishies. Okay, let's have a pull on that random episode generator and see what comes out next. Get ready to put on your best cape and go up and add them, because we're going to season seven with Radioactive Man. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star written review on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast, and the same on Twitter as well, at TylerTMC, or search Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast. Take care, folks. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.